All right, here we are, two guys, one spirit. Praise be to God that the Lord has brought us together again, Oliver. Yep, welcome, John, and welcome everybody listening. It's good to be here. Feels like it's been a while since we uh, since we did this. So um, always look forward to, to doing stuff like this that glorifies our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen. So, Oliver... What are we what are we discussing today? So I guess something that has been on my mind, maybe in my heart since yesterday or even the day before, was just kind of explaining your journey or your desire, or maybe before we even get to that, um, your desire to have guidance, I guess. Yeah. Guidance, uh, a director, spiritual director. And this is something that you had brought up maybe like a year or two ago. Yeah. And um, yeah, just, and I think like in a, one of the homilies or at church recently, um, the priest was talking about community and how important community is in our walk um, to get to know Jesus better, right? Like we can't do it on our, on our own. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the the world kind of promotes that no you can do this on your own you don't need anybody exactly. you could just do it by yourself um so yeah i think that's uh if you're open to talking about that i'm open to talking about that yeah absolutely no, i appreciate you bringing that up because it's so true like just from the time of my initial like conversion um you know i the Lord has really kind of revealed to me that I really need a lot of help on this journey. Like, obviously, he used, you were like the first, like, if we were going to kind of use an analogy of chess, like, you were the first chess piece that the Lord moved to kind of, like, uh, help me. Along I don't know if journey. I was the first piece, though. No, like, you're not the first piece. Like, obviously, my wife. I mean, there's a lot, well, a lot going uh, pri- on there. Well, prior to me, there was uh, someone else. Then that person reached out to me. Oh, you're talking about Erica? Yes. Oh. <laughs> she was <laughs> the first true. piece. Because, yeah, that's true. Or uh, maybe yeah. it goes back to even my friends. I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just, well, that's why I kind of like try to create that uh, that demarcation point of when I was like, when I actually came to the Lord, like asking him for help. Right. And okay. so, cause you know, before that it was like me not really being open, I guess you can say, um, in, in a way that the Lord wanted me to be open. But then, you know, um, I actually came to him, prayed, um, you know, cried a lot of tears in, in that prayer. And, and then he put it in my heart to reach out to you to pray for me and um you know you and i know the story from there and and then you know maybe on another episode we can talk more in detail about that but but regarding um this particular topic that you brought up like you know i um along the journey early on in the journey you had um suggested by the grace of the holy spirit like to uh that i should attend what's called these the spiritual exercises of saint ignatius and you know um not trying to like ruin or spoil 
you know, the class, but that class is kind of what first opened up my eyes to like, Hey, after this program, like the journey doesn't stop here. Like there's still, it's like a lifetime of coming closer to Jesus, like learning, you know, always kind of like being like having a mentality, being a student at all times, so to speak. Yeah. And in, in that class, you're with a community. So it's not right. like you're doing it by yourself. You, there are people that you probably won't be in the same room together, but spiritually you guys are united on this walk because you guys are going on this together, right? Yeah, yeah. And so... And so after the class is done... Yeah, well, and I love too that, you know, they're obviously Father Broom is like there along the way. So you have this holy man, right, that is kind of, walking with us all of the you know people in the class and so it just it just felt like because of that program that even afterwards like i still needed to have something like that in my life where it was like a priest that i could just talk to and and really be guided right um to to you know come to know jesus in a more intimate way so what would be the difference between a priest and a layperson? And by layperson, I mean just any regular um, Catholic Christian person. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just kind of like that special authority that Christ has given them through the sacrament of holy orders. You know, like um, they just there's a special relationship there that exists that wouldn't exist with any just, uh, average layperson that's, that's you know, uh, pursuing Christ. They, you know, a layperson although they could be very strong in the Holy Spirit and have a very intimate relationship with God, they've never actually received that sacrament. And, you know, obviously with that sacrament is going to come a special kind of grace that that lay person wouldn't have or uh, have access to. So, just so I guess like, uh, me not knowing too much, right, I would have to say, yeah, the priests are, you know, ordained by God, anointed by God. But if we're talking about the Spirit, it's the same Holy Spirit uh, that are in the priests that are in us. But then I think, I like how you mentioned that there's a certain grace that the priests receive because of the uh, the priesthood that they've answered the call to. So I just kind of want, I don't want people to think that, oh, like priests are like special. I mean, to a degree they are. But as far as the whole the Holy Spirit, you know, when Jesus um, left, he said that he was going to give us the Holy Spirit, and it wasn't just a piece of the Holy Spirit; it's the Holy Spirit in full. And so, with the priests, they there's probably some graces, just like we as lay people uh, receive graces as well. But the 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 same Holy Spirit that resurrected, raised Jesus from the dead is in the priests and it's in us. Exactly. And it's kind of like a conversation that you previously had mentioned to me as well, is that like you were talking to a priest and like the priest was sharing with you how like, you know, he's, he's not like just like within a community automatically where there's like, you know, married couples and, and families like you know they don't just like like although the lord gives them that through the through the you know whatever parish or you know the church that they're assigned to 
um, to kind of have that intimacy within a community. Like, you know, that community has to like, like invite that priest in. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember that conversation, like you were sharing about that, about a priest just kind of being, just having gratitude, expressing gratitude and kind of being able to be around like families because, you know, they don't, they don't, they have a vow of celibacy, right? So they're not, they're not getting married. They're not going to have their own biological children, right? So they can um, focus on each person. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where, like you said, the Holy Spirit, we're all, you know, the Lord, you know, he definitely um, left the Holy Spirit for us as our advocate. And, and the Holy Spirit is going to work in many different ways. And um, this is just kind of one way that I really kind of felt that I needed personally was to have some sort of relationship with a priest that I could just have kind of an ongoing dialogue about my journey just to make sure that like I'm kind of walking on the path, right? That the Lord wants me to walk. So what would you on my call in life? What would you share with the priest that you wouldn't share with uh, your normal uh, lay person? It's not that I, uh, I would share anything different. It's more for me, like, um, you know, what the perspective that I would receive from the priest versus just your average lay person. And, you know, that doesn't mean that the layperson's perspective is any, is less valuable. You know, I think that the layperson that is married uh, with kids is going to be able to share something with me that maybe you know through the Holy Spirit, right? That maybe that whole that the priest might not say, or maybe um, even a layperson that's not married and has no kids. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's just like like I said, the Holy Spirit is gonna it's gonna work in different ways. Um, but for me in particular. I wanted to be able to just kind of have that type of dialogue uh, with someone that is receiving a special grace from God um, to, you know, that, that's ordained to to um, to be a shepherd, right, of of our Lord's sheep, which is all of us. And so, like the first, so so that was kind of like my first the going through the spiritual exercises. That was kind of my first. Um, Nudge, nudge prompting. prompting yeah yeah to to have like a spiritual director in my life and so kind of what i was uh, about to share uh with you prior to us recording this episode was that uh we we got i got a text from one of our buddies uh, in our faith family and he was asking me if i have a spiritual director and you hadn't mentioned to him that you were looking for one. i hadn't mentioned any i hadn't mentioned anything and so I told so this guy was just thinking man, about you <laughs> or the, uh, the Lord, the spirit put it in his heart to reach yeah. out to you. John, my son, John needs some guidance. Ask him. And our friend asked you. <laughs> no, yeah. The whole, praise God for the, his Holy spirit. Cause he, his Holy spirit was definitely at work. Cause that I was like blown away that he had texted me this because I, I took these spiritual exercise classes back in 2019. So here we are, 2022, like three years. three years later, and I still don't have a spiritual director and like, you know, a formal one any at any rate, like, you know, because obviously the Lord has given us a community and 
And, um, you know, we are, we talk, we talk faith all the time, which has certainly uh, been invaluable to me in, in helping me come, come to know Christ and, and have a intimate, more intimate relationship with him. But what I ended up sharing with our buddy was, I was like, I was like, oh man, no, I, I don't have one. I've been wanting one since 2019. And actually the only other priest that I had talked to about being my spiritual director, he was like, not like, I guess didn't really have the availability. I mean, it wasn't God's will clearly in, in that moment, but he just, his reasoning was like the, his time availability, um, which was, you know, you know him, father Joseph right. from St. Paul, the apostle in Chino Hills. I had asked him to be uh, my spiritual director and, um, that didn't, like I said, it just, it wasn't God's will at the time. So from, from there, I just, so I probably asked him early, like probably late 2019, early. Yeah, probably it was late, like and towards the little end of the year, 2019, after I completed the program, the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. And, um, and so I, from there, when he was telling me that he wouldn't like, I, he wouldn't be able to like necessarily be like my formal spiritual director. Um, I just kind of put in God's hands and I said, you know what, I'm just going to trust in the Lord. And you know, that to, when the time comes, like he's going to give me one. Like that was just, I put, I just put it, I gave it to him. I just had faith that, that it would eventually happen. You know, I think we might be putting the, uh, the cart before the horse. Um, what again would you be looking for in a spiritual director? Like, what would you want them to guide you in? Like, what questions would you have? And, um, yeah, like, um, should I be going to church more frequently? Should I be going to confession? Like, are these the type of questions you're asking? Or like, what are you, what are you looking for? For me personally, it's more just kind of the, the day to day um, like what at this point, um, just like being able to talk about my daily experiences. Like, you know, if I, if let's say I was, if, let's say I had a meeting with a spiritual director today, later today, you know, I would just kind of share, you know, how my day is gone and, and, um, talk about things that are recently have, have, have been occurring in my life any share with him any kind of uh you know temptations that i may have been receiving obviously i would feel like that this spiritual director would uh, become my confessor as well so i would be able to have confession um regularly if you know let's say i was meeting with him at least once a month then i could i know that that's some that's a a regularly scheduled confession that i know that i'm gonna have so it's, it's just kind of like to help me grow in holiness to help me grow in uh, sanctity to be you know to to become the saint that the lord wants that the lord wants us all to be like we, we're all called to be saints and so i just feel like that's like i don't feel like i can i can do that on my own um i don't i, I don't think i should feel that way that i can do it on my own i feel like you know kind of what you were mentioning earlier like we need a community and um, so this priest would be someone that that I would really uh, look to grow a, a very uh, close, intimate relationship with, where he would like kind of know 
know me, know my family, um, just, and like I said, just be able to really provide spiritual guidance. Like as, as, as life happens, you know, I don't know, you know, what my future holds. Only God knows. Um, but I'm sure there are things that will come up where, you know, I'm, I may have these unexpected attacks from the evil one and, you know, just kind of being able to share that with someone. And then he would in turn tell you how to walk through that. Is that what you would look for? Yeah, something to that effect. Like, I mean, hey, whatever, spiritual. Whatever the Holy Spirit, like the Holy Spirit is going to work through that priest. Like, I just, you know, that's, I know that the Lord gives us everything we need. And so, um, you know. Just, so, so you would say like, hey, spiritual director, I got upset with my kids or I got upset with my wife. This is what happened. Yeah. And, and then now what? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like just kind of leave it like how leave it open. I, I think the main thing for me, like the, my approach to it is not to have any expectations because, um, I feel like if I have expectations about it, then I'm going to put like God in a box in a way where it's like, you know, I'm almost like through pride dictating how these interactions are supposed to go. And I think I would be doing myself a disservice if I did that. So it's more just like, I'm going to be open. Um, the Lord sees fit that I have a spiritual director. He's given it to me for a reason. <laughs> so like, I'm not going to be prideful and think that I don't need it. You know, um, I'm just, oh, it's just openness. I, I you know, I just want to continue. Like I, the, the Lord has given me a lot of good fruit in, in my life, uh, just through being open and so that's, I'm just going to continue to apply that as I continue to walk this journey. That's kind of like the way I see it. Okay. So the spiritual director, our friend had mentioned to you or had hit you up, like, are you in search of one? And you said, yeah, I've been in search since two, not, well, I don't know how active your search has been, but you told well, him, I told him that I, my desire, I've had a desire for one Okay. since 2019. And okay. I kind of mentioned about what happened with Father Joseph and, and from there just not really just putting in God's hands and trusting that if it was his will, he was going to give me one. And so like, this was like, this brought me great joy. The fact that our friend was like bringing this up because I was like, oh man, maybe this is the time, you know, cause the Holy spirit, I didn't mention this yeah. at all, like with him. And all of a sudden this is coming up. So he was sharing with me that um, his wife was going to be praying uh, for me, that that the name of this spiritual director would be revealed, and that they would want to confirm it and so forth. So he didn't give me like any set timeline um, as far as you know when I would find out find this out. But every now and then he'd ask me questions like, "Oh, do you mind if the spiritual director is like an hour away?" Just different questions and i was just like hey i'm open to whatever like wherever i gotta go i'm good with that um and so yeah that's uh so then yeah oh, this past weekend is kind of when that name of that priest and come up uh, was was finally revealed to me um so yeah i'm looking forward to seeing what happens from here obviously i still not yet i've not had any kind of communication with him i don't know if our friend is yet uh, reached out to him but he did say he was going to reach out to him to kind of open the door 
so that I can, um, you know, have a dialogue with him of some kind to set up like an initial meeting. But yeah, it's all very, um, very exciting. Just feel like if the Lord has given this to me now, then this is something like he always gives us what we need. So um, I definitely, you know, I, I want to receive, I, I want to receive whatever Jesus wants to give. So, so I'm, I'm very happy to hear this kind of, you know, my journey is kind of moving in this direction. Yeah. You know, it's pretty funny. You guys were, well, I think, yeah, we were talking about that this past Sunday and then, uh, my wife and I and the family, yeah, because our girls didn't have school, we went to, uh, church. Yeah. Guess who was the priest? Your potential spiritual director. Father Rudy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, wow. That's pretty awesome. I was just like, Man, that's, that's pretty funny that we were just talking about him. His name then, just had come up. Yeah, and yeah. then here he was. But um, yeah, so I'm kind of moved to share this Bible passage in, um, in relation to the desire or God's desire for us to have community or to have someone to walk with us. And uh, awesome. do you know which one I'm talking about? I mean, not off the top of my head, but if you bring it up, I may have read it. Okay, so this is in uh, Acts chapter 8, verses uh, 26 through 40, but this is the Philip and the Ethiopian. Does that ring a bell? Have you heard it before? You said Acts, which chapter? Chapter 8. Oh, okay. 26 Sorry. till 40. 26 to 40. But mainly, um, starting at verse 29 it says the spirit said to philip go and join up with that chariot philip ran up and heard him reading isaiah the prophet and said do you understand what you are reading he replied how can i unless someone instructs me so he invited philip to get in and sit with him love that story so yeah, now, I remember that now that I flipped here. <laughs> I love this story. Because yeah. that guy ends up being uh, baptized. Baptized, yeah, shortly yeah. after that. I love that. Yeah, so that, that, that's kind of interesting. So, you know, you th we think about, oh, man, I could do this on my own. But here, uh, this uh, the, the Holy Spirit sends Philip to go speak with this, uh, was that this Ethiopian? Is that who it is? Yeah, or? Ethiopian. And... So God, that Ethiopian had been reading the word. Yeah. So God knew. Own. Yeah. So God knew that this Ethiopian was on a journey, and he needed help. And this Ethiopian wasn't really asking for help, oh, but that's beautiful. but he welcomed the help as soon as someone offered it. Yeah. And so, kind of just, uh, I don't know, is it emphasizes or just. I don't know the importance or I don't know if, I don't know what the right word is, but to have someone to help us and it's not just anyone, right? It's, it affirms. It, I think it affirms. affirms there we go. Yeah. Affirms uh, the need to have someone walk with us. Is that what it is? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I, and I think that's, that's what's beautiful about our, about our faith is that, you know, um, I mean, it's just like, we're all called to be saints, right? Like Father Broom, during the spiritual exercise classes, he, yeah, I don't, he I don't know. I don't know if I want to be a saint, but I think I just want to love. <laughs> the saints love, though. Like, so, like, because, you know, it's like, it's like, 
but I, I don't want my priority to be like, oh, saint, and then I just overshoot like loving, you know? <laughs> well, you can't be a saint without love. That's the point. Well, so, like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna love, and then whatever becomes of it becomes of it. But it's just like, yeah. okay, I'll just love. That's it. But go ahead. Sorry. Well, going to going to what I was gonna say is that 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 question that we like to ask. What does that look like? Uh-huh. Right? What does what look like? So I'm it, sorry. Well, we can ask that question about anything. Right. Right. So if you say, I'm gonna love, uh-huh. Well, what does that look like? What does that look like? You know, for someone that doesn't know what that looks like, what does that look like? Well, I would think and it would so, look like in Matthew twenty six or Matthew twenty eight, somewhere around there where uh it's the uh, separation of like the sheep and the goat and either on the right or the left. And then kind of saying, you know, I was hungry, but you didn't feed me. I was naked, you didn't clothe me. I was, I was in prison, and you didn't visit me. I was hungry, and you didn't give me food. I think that's what love looks like. And the focus isn't being a saint. It's loving in those instances. So if I'm going to focus on love, okay, when that person is in need of food, I'm going to give them food. And the whole saint thing, it's not going to cross my mind because now it's like I'm trying to reach, it's like I have this perspective, this goal that, okay, in order for me to be a saint, I need to love. So I'm going to love so I can become a saint. Whereas... That's not not how the mindset is. Well, you can't say that that's not the mindset of everyone. I mean, there are people that are going to think that way. Because you cannot generalize and I'm say, not, and, I'm not, and, I'm not, and I'm not saying that that's not possible. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is, is you you just shared corporal works of mercy, which is very important. That's great, because that definitely shows what love looks like. But at the same time, like we're not always in those situations. Like the Lord doesn't always put us in those situations where you know you're feeding the poor or visiting the sick in the hospital or wherever they may be uh, in their own home or visiting um, those that are in prison. Like we're not always in those situations, but the Lord, like you kind of mentioned, the Lord calls us to love in every situation that we're in. And so that's what's so awesome about the saints is that like, I don't know how much you've got dived into some of the saints stories, but like saints, have they they show us how to love in every situation like they get that grace from god and but the then, lord gives us but jesus shows us how to love also no yeah but that's <laughs> but that's what you're but that's that's the point of the saints is that it glorifies god even more so because of the the life that they have lived in this world through him like god you know the catholic church has saints for a reason like we we need to have a a a living modern example because some people aren't always going to relate to jesus but they can relate to a saint that has lived a similar life as the, the as their own and then through that saint they will be able to see that actually that saint lived the way they did because of jesus and not because they did it on their own like we all need jesus like he has to be the center of our lives and that's how the saints lived and so like in this time you know god wants us all to be saints because we're living in a very different time than like 500 years ago, a thousand years ago. 
it's a different time, different things going on in the world, but God has still created, you know, creatures in this time to be saints so that people, if there is another a hundred years or 200 years, whatever the case may be, only God knows how long this earth is going to be in existence. But like, there's going to be an example from people of this time that we're living in now of how to love Christ, how to live the way, how to show, like live a life that is a, a disciple showing an example of how to be a disciple of Christ. So like he uses the saints to show us what it looks like. And so that's something that, um, again, that I, like the saints lives have done like amazing things um, from my own like conversion and my own, like helping me come closer to Christ. I mean, they, they, it, it's just example after example. And so, um, I'm grateful to God, not for the saints. I'm grateful for the, to God that he has given grace to these types of people to show us how to be holy. Like as God is holy, as Jesus is holy, like these people are very wicked. Like some of these like saints are very started as very major sinners, like St. Augustine, um, you know, St. Paul, St. Paul. Yeah. St. Paul was killing Christians. Yep. So like, we have to have these types of examples that we can go to in our minds. Cause you know, Jesus is God, right. And we're, none of us are like, like him. Um, but, but through, through God's grace, we can look at other human beings that have walked this earth that had original sin, like we carry and, and we can say, well, you know what? Well, Jesus was kind of like us because he was human. But he's still God, and none of us yeah. can say that we're, we're God. So, yeah. you know, by, but by his grace, by Christ's grace, we can live a, a saintly life so that we can be, so we can love as, as Christ loves. And then, like you said, ultimately, by living that type of lifestyle, that Christian life, whatever is a result of that is going to be good. It's going to be good fruit. It's going to be heaven. It's going to be, you know, the good things are going to come out of that. But again, like that goes back to my original question is like, what does that look like? And for many of us that don't know, like when we're starting out, that don't know, that don't understand love, like these examples, these lives that have been lived since Jesus, you know, went back to heaven, you know, went back to heaven and sent his Holy Spirit down upon us. These are living examples of how we can be true disciples of Christ and the church wouldn't canonize these people if they didn't receive those, you know, those miracles that happen because of these lives. Like God, God is using, like he wants these people to be recognized. Like I'm not, when I say that I want to be a saint, it's not for the recognition. It's, it's, it's all about being able, like you said, it's all about, loving as so why not just be john (laughs) i'm because i'm a broken i'm a broken sinner yeah well saint paul was a broken sinner yeah but he's a saint you just said it he's a saint because because of the life that he lived but i don't don't think like while he was living his life i don't think he was like okay i need to be a saint one day i don't have anything against the saints but i just think uh there could be a fine line uh, again where people will glorify the saint versus glorifying God. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but, but then 
if someone's doing that, they've got it all, they've got it all twisted, right? They, they're, they're, they're like, at that point, they're kind of like worshiping the saint. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the danger. Not, and that's, that's not, that's not good. That's not, that would be a mortal sin, right? So. Um, yeah. False gods, false idols. Yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I think what you're, what you're trying to say <laughs> is our, these saints can be like our spiritual directors in a sense. Because if we're going to be reading about certain saints, their lives are going to model for us a certain way in which uh, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, was working through them. And so we get that direction from how they were living their life. And so in a way, like they can be our like spiritual directors? No, I don't. I, I look at them more, at least from my perspective, I look at them more for um, inspiration. Wait, so you said no, but this if you, you think you mentioned earlier that the saints lived a certain life, they were trying to be holy. And so I don't know if you you didn't probably didn't say this, but they teach us how to love like Jesus. So in a way, wouldn't they be giving us direction spiritually on how to love like Jesus, which in turn would in a way make them like a spiritual director. If that's the way that helps you on your journey, then that's great. But for me, when I think of the word direction, I think of a dialogue. Like I think of like, so I'm, I'm, I have a dialogue with Jesus, right? When I pray, but when I have a dialogue, like there's a back and forth with, you know, like we mentioned community, we need to have community in this life. That means that there's someone in front of me that I can look at face to face and have a conversation. So I wouldn't consider a saint me personally, like I said, this is just me, but I wouldn't consider a saint someone that is giving me spiritual direction because I'm not like having this face to face conversation with St. Ignatius. Like it's not like I took his classes. That's great. He helped me to learn the faith better. Um, you know, all, that's all through what the way God uh, used him. That's all God's grace coming down on me to to be a witness to this work that the that you know Saint Ignatius did while he was here. But um, there's not an active like dialogue between me and Saint Ignatius. So, so I when we're asking Saint Ignatius pray for us, that's not a dialogue. I didn't say that. What I'm saying is, is that. I'm talking about spiritual direction. So for me, there's a face-to-face. -face, that's, for, again, for me, this is, how, this is how I am interpreting this. I am having a face-to-face -face dialogue with someone like that is living also right now in the flesh that is also on a journey. So we're all on a journey, like we're, we're a community. So this is the way I, I my perception of spiritual direction is, is that there's someone that is striving for holiness that is more holy than me that is able to help me walk so that I can ultimately love as Christ loves because, you know, by, again, with what Father Bruin said, we're all called to be saints. That's about love. It's about loving as Jesus loves and, you know, if, if, if we're striving for that, then like you said, all the good stuff is going to come after that. 
So it doesn't, yeah, well, it doesn't need to be, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be, um, like I agree with you hundred percent. St. Paul wasn't thinking, Oh, I'm going to be, I want to be a saint. He lived in a different time. He lived at the beginning of the church. So there weren't even any saints yet. Right. Like he, he was, he was, you know, the Lord was using him to establish a foundation, um, for the church. The Lord was using him to, um, to preach to the Gentiles. Right. Um, and he was using St. Paul's, you know, his own testimony, uh, to be able to convert hearts. Right. Um, so that was all beautiful. And I, and I, and I, again, 100% agree with you that he's not thinking that, but again, we live in a different time. Like the church has already been built. It's, there's a Pope, like, we, you know, this is a different time. And so how do we know how to live in this time? Well, obviously we read the word, uh, we, you know, we, we do the, you know, we do what, you know, Catholic Christians should do going to mass weekly, uh, daily, if you're able to, um, you know, praying, um, these are kind of like basic things, right? But then to kind of like go to on a deeper level with it, like we can look at examples of, of other men and women that have lived in this world. Um, and you know, God through his grace has, has made these people saints. Like they weren't, none of these people were like, um, I'm going to be a saint. Like I, I, I don't think any of these people had that mentality, um, like you're saying. And so that's, you know, but God has by his authority through the church declared these people to be saints. So that's, and, and we're living in a time where we kind of see that happening live, right? Through these popes and, 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 and them being canonized. So it's like, this is all happening for a reason. So God is showing us that we need it. Like a while, if he, if we didn't need it, then there would be no need to canonize anybody. Like, it's just like, why, why is it even happening then? So, you know, again, it's all divine providence. Like, you know, I, I just, I try to look at, for me, I, from my perspective, I try to look at everything, like every little thing that's happening, like it's all God, God's in charge. He's in control. It's all happening. And it's all, I try to look at it from like a very personal, intimate relationship with my Lord and savior. And, and Jesus is like using all of it. He wants me to see all of it as something that is a gift from him to help me to become the, the person that he created me to be. So you know, hope that just made some sense. <laughs> I know it was a lot. Yeah. And so I guess in uh, Romans eight twenty eight, trying to bring out some Bible verses, we know that all things work for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. So saint, spiritual, director, whatever it is, you know, all things work for that verse. <laughs> we know that all things work for good for those who love God who are called according to his purpose. Yeah, um, again, I love, I appreciate you sharing that verse because it's, it's true. All things. Yep. And so he didn't say some things. Yeah. He didn't say some all. And so I love Jesus. So because I love Jesus, he's using everything to help me. And I had, but like as, as a, as a broken sinner, like we have that choice, right? We have that constant choice of whether or not I want to accept 
or reject something that's being presented to me um, that God is trying to use to help me become the person I'm supposed to be. And yeah, yeah, we're human. Sometimes we reject these things that the God, that God is trying to use, but he's, he's using everything, all things, right? So I just want, I just want, I want to receive everything he wants to give me. That's kind of just where I'm at. Like, I'm just like, whatever Lord you want to give me, I want it. So I'll take it. Like whatever it is, I'll, I'll take it. So like and this it, ministry, you and I doing this podcast, like this is a gift. So I'm like, okay, all right, Lord. Like, I mean, yeah, it didn't happen right away. Like I, like I admit, um, in our first episode, I think I may have mentioned it, but like, you know, there was some pride there that was like preventing me from accepting this gift. So that's just an example of me and my brokenness. Like all things are being used, but here I am. I was trying to like, no, I'm no, I got this going on. I'm too big or whatever. Like I got more important things going on. Like, no, yeah, I don't want to sit here with Oliver and talk about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, but here we are, dude. Like, this is by the grace of God and, and his love for me. Like, he's like, no, all things. Like, I'm trying to help you become the man you're supposed to be, that I've created you to be in my image and likeness. Like, please, like, he wants me to accept this. And I'm just like, I was finally, after a year, was like, yeah. That's coming from God. I like He wants to give this to me, so I, I need to drop my 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 pride here and just say yes. And so, praise God, like for that grace that 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 I that I'm that I'm here with you, brother. Yeah, and uh, I think I think you did you you do a good job of acknowledging um, your brokenness and that you are in need of help and that you want help. Because I think in today's society and in world, like people, because of our pride, we do not want to ask for help, even if we really desperately need it, because our pride is so, because um, we have too much of it, and the world exactly. feeds us it, it's hard for us to lay that down. Like, and by lay that down, I mean like, okay, be open, uh, surrender, um, acknowledge that, okay, I can't do this stuff on my own. And instead of looking to a human person, I'm going to look to Jesus and I know Jesus will take care of me and either he's going to send me a human person, just like the Holy Spirit sent Philip to the Ethiopian eunuch. And it's up to us whether or not we want to receive that help. And, you know, man, like in life, you know, there are people in my life, God is place where it's like, man, life's not looking too good right now. And then I just see the struggles and not, you know, we all have struggles, whether we're with Jesus or not, we're struggling. But the thing about Jesus is that we know we have someone walking with us that will help us, that will help carry this cross that we have. But then people, because of pride, will be like, no, I, I don't need Jesus. I could do this without him, right? But, you know, your example of, I, I need help. I can't do this on my own. Um just surrendering and being open like okay lord i can't do this show me help me i need you 
Like people who have a lot of pride can't say that. No, 100%. And, and, and it's a trap. Like what the Lord has revealed to me is, is it's a trap to think that I don't need the help. Like it's a trap. Like, oh yeah, you know, you've been on this journey with the Lord for going on three, you know, over three years now. You don't, you know, you, you, you know, you, you know, you the enemy's going to tempt me. <laughs> yeah. The enemy's going to tempt me like, oh, you know, you read the Bible, you, you pray the rosary every night. Like, you know, you're good. You don't need it. You know, you don't need any other help. Like, dude, that's a, it's a trap. Like the enemy wants us to be complacent in our, in our spiritual journey. He wants us to be complacent in our spiritual growth. Like it's, if, if we, if we become complacent in anything in life, then, then we start to walk down that path of sloth. Right. And that's one of the seven deadly sins. Right. So, you know, I just, I try by the grace of God to like protect myself from, from these types of traps. Like I just, and I feel like as long as I keep openness, because that's something that has really been shared with me through my, my journey, like as long as I remain open to, to anything that the Lord wants to give me, then, then, you know, I can have peace that, you know, everything's going to be okay. Like in terms of like the state of my soul and state of, in terms of like the way that, that Christ is calling me to love, like, you know, I will, I will hopefully be uh, always saying yes to that grace in, in, in each and every moment that's presented uh, to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, being, being, heads of uh, a domestic church, right? As, as you and I are married with kids. There's a lot, there's a lot that goes with that. A lot of responsibility, a lot of just, you know, this family is looking at us, you, you and I, and all, and if you're a listener that is a man, a man, um, you know, married with kids, like the Lord is giving us a, a big important vocation and if the Lord wants to give me a spiritual director to kind of help me in that walk so that I am living out this vocation exactly the way that the Lord wants it to be, wants it to look like, then praise God. Like, I want it, you know, give, give me yeah. that spiritual director because I just, I need it. I need it. I, I, I need to have it. Um, you know, it's not like I've done this before where I've, Oh yeah, I've raised a family before. No, no, like it's I'm doing. I'm in the moment. I'm li I'm literally married. Yep. And raising kids right now. And it's now. like, and we've been given in a way the handbook of how the world raises kids and how the world runs families. And now, I think you and I are kind of. Um, we don't have that example in a sense of what it looks like to raise our family or help bring our families closer to Jesus, right? And so I think exactly. like in a way we're kind of, I mean, no, that, well, that's where we need uh, to be reliant on the Holy Spirit to guide us through, through this journey. So. Amen. Is there anything else uh, you want to add? I could probably just keep going, but I don't know how much time the listeners have to be listening to this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, again, I just can't, I can't emphasize it enough that, um, like we should be open 
Yeah, and, and you know, and if if God is trying to send somebody in your life, and not just anybody, but someone who has a relationship with Jesus, God in that moment is reaching out to you. Amen. And 100%. it's like, one hundred percent. Like, what's the like? What's the hesitation? And you know, if it if it's, it's not so me, God sends someone else to 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 walk with this person and again it's not just anyone because you know the blind leading the blind that's they're gonna get lost right but if you know god is sending someone who has a relationship with him to walk with someone who doesn't have a relationship with him yet what's the hesitation yeah it's not it might not be your time you might not be ready but when will you ever be ready Exactly. I mean, the Lord meets us where we're at and, you know, that person that the Lord is putting before us, you know, it's, it's for a reason. Like he's going to say, like God is going to speak through this person, something that, that we need to hear in that moment. That's going to help. I mean, it could be the infant stages of our, of our journey. Right. But, you know, so it may not, it may just be kind of like, surface level types faith stuff but that's where we're that's where we're at at the time and we need it you know we need it so yeah and sometimes i think like people will look at me and be like well i don't want it to be you and i'm like okay well then don't let it be me that's fine find someone pray (laughs) ask god to send you somebody else then man it's like it, it doesn't matter if it's me or if it's someone else as long as you end up having this relationship with jesus that's ultimately what this is all about before i would i would want it to be about me before yeah i'll be honest about that but you know god has showed me and humbled me saying that it's not about you oliver like you don't do anything like it's me working through you and then at that point i'm like oh yeah you know you're right i i i don't have the power to touch hearts my my tongue my mouth doesn't have the power to make anyone change their ways it's you lord that does that not me and I'm just your vessel, Amen. but and we're oh, man. I have a scripture that I would like to share. Oh, because, share it, John. Uh, because uh, the Holy Spirit is clearly saying that this should be shared based on what you just what you just said. Uh, but Ariani, uh, in her fourth grade class at Our Lady Perpetual Help School, this week is being asked to memorize chapter uh, Matthew chapter seven verses seven and eight, and it's very appropriate for what you just said. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Thank you, Jesus. And so if you're not asking God for help, who are you asking for help? That's right. And um, I think we're, we're done with this, John, unless you want to say anything else. Jesus loves you. Thank you. you. Thank you for listening, everybody.